0: don't realize a lot of times is that his body the church is not only not only a place where he would heal people but his body itself is a healing agent
1: this is charisma connection i'm chris johnson dr henry cloud is a clinical psychologist a pastor of pastors and a New York Times best-selling author. And I think you would recognize his name from the book Boundaries. He has sold over 20 million copies worldwide of his uh, 45 books. So uh, I may have that wrong actually, Dr. Cloud, and did Boundaries itself sell 20 million copies?
0: No, that that would be a lot for one book. (laughs) Well, I knew it was a big bestseller. (laughs) That's um, no, I think that that's how I I think the Boundary series is around four or five million.
1: Well, there you go. See, uh, you you did really well with that one. (laughs) So you have struck
0: uh, a nerve. We never we never had any idea that it would um, it would strike a nerve like it did. But you know, a lot of people really feel that issue come to play in life so
1: indeed that's, that's so true happened. and you've gone on to uh, write plenty of other books including uh changes that heal and then our subject today which is churches that heal so anyway let me welcome you to charisma connection today
0: well it's good to be with you
1: well, I know you're a busy man, so <laughs> you do have a lot going on right now as you uh, get this churches that heal program launched among other things. So please tell us about it. Um do you really think that churches are healing agents of God? Is that what he has designed them to be?
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's it's not just in in experience. I've seen it, you know, literally and I say thousands and thousands of times. I, I'm not I'm not kidding there. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also, it's not just experience. It's actually, it's actually what the scripture says. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times we think of, of God's healing. We, we obviously think of his direct healing because God does directly heal people. We know that I've seen it. I've experienced it. But what we don't realize a lot of times is that his body, the church is, not only not only a place where he would heal people, but his body itself is a healing agent. Now, to unpack this, all you have to do, I mean, it's all throughout the New Testament, but one of the clearest places that you see this is, is in Ephesians 4, where it says the whole body, knitted and joined together by every supporting ligament, grows as it heals itself in love as each part does its work it, hmm. it says it actually does this to itself as each member really is doing its work and what you see throughout the scriptures is that that God has put this this body of people together through which he does his healing process you know if you go to to 1 Peter 4, for example, it says that when we're using our gifts with each other, we're administering the grace of God in its various forms. And and as a psychologist, I can tell you, you know, when people need healing in these various areas like like emotional, you know, emotional issues, depression, anxiety, PTSD, all those kinds of things, a, a huge, huge part of the healing is that is of that is the processing of that pain and the, the, the grief that's involved and, and the brokenheartedness that's involved. And all of that requires, requires people to do all these one another's that are spoken of throughout the new Testament. And so there's, there's supporting one another, there's grieving with one another, there's healing one another through the various functions. There's, there's, you know, confronting one another, correcting one another, building one another up, helping the weak. All of those New Testament processes that are there for the body to be doing are actually what heals a lot of these issues that we call, you know, mental health issues. So absolutely, the church is a healing agent.
1: That's a beautiful thing. Each Christian is a healing agent to other believers in the body.
0: Hmm. It's so it's so powerful once you begin to to see it. You know, when I first started in this field, Chris, um, there were kind of four prevailing models out there of how you help people with emotional problems. You kind of you, you could break them down into into four kind of categories. The first one was the sin model, and that says, you know, if you're hurting, then there's sin in your life somewhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was a popular one. And the the second was a truth model. If you're hurting, then you obviously don't know the word enough, and you got to, you know, get more of the Bible in your head and, and memorize the Bible, and all that'll heal all of your hurts. The third one was kind of the the internal. Uh, I call it the sort of the the spiritual retreat burp model.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you you go on a retreat for a couple of days, and you know you you kind of burp out all the pain. And if I got into the pain, it certainly God does that as well. But, but it's sort of like, that's the way everything was healed. And then the fourth one was the supernatural model where if you're depressed or something, you know, then you need deliverance. Or, and there's truth in all four of those, mm-hmm. but none of those are the whole picture at all about how we're actually healed from addictions and emotional issues and depression and anxiety and, and, You know, all these things we suffer from. And what I began to, you know, early on in seeing those and seeing them practiced and getting kind of, uh, you know, watching some things happen, but not the kind of transformation that the New Testament promises us. I continued to, you know, to search and to study. And and I kind of started over and got a lot of the Christian models out of my head. And I went back and I read the scriptures Hmm. again, you know, with now. You know, some years of experience behind me at that point. And I read the scriptures, and I, the only way I know to describe it is I was born again again. Hmm. Because throughout the entire Bible, all of the processes that actually do heal people of all of this emotional, you know, what we call mental health, you know, maladies. Now, I'm not including the biological. Parts in there, you know. Sometimes there's 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 chemical imbalances that that need medicine, but I'm talking about the dynamics and the woundedness and the 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 characterological changes and personality shifts and and all of those that need to be made in order for anxiety and eating disorders and addictions and all that to be you know resolved. All of those processes were right there in the scriptures, and I was just blown away that, you know, we we don't hear that. What we hear is the four models, but we don't hear oftentimes the actual processes that God has put into his word for us to be walking in. And and people say, you know, that you need to get into the word. Well, yes, you do. But the Bible says not only hearers of the word, but doers of the word. So, for example, you go memorize the scriptures and you memorize a verse that says "Weep with those who weep. Well, you actually have to put your Bible down and go sit down with somebody who's hurting, or if you're the hurting one, and process your pain. And so it's the scriptures, they show us all of these healing processes, but we actually have to go do them. And a lot of times what we do, you know, if you think about a body, the way that, and back to Ephesians 4, it says the body heals itself as each part does its work. If you think of a body, if you have an infected finger, then you don't, you don't, you know, amputate the finger and put it in a drawer with a book on anatomy. That's not how it works. <laughs> the book on anatomy describes that that finger has got to be connected to the body. And as the whole body does its work, you know, the, the heart will, will send out new oxygenated blood to surround that infection and the immune system will come alongside and get the toxins out. And then, you know, the cell, cellular processes of, of the metabolic functions break down the food and send to it what it needs to form new cells. And you take out the bad stuff and it goes through the, you know, the liver and the kidneys and uh, and the whole body is working on this infection. And that's how our bodies heal ourselves. And God's designed the body of Christ the same way.
1: Mm-hmm. To come alongside.
0: Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you know, so much of so much of the pain that we all experience as humans, you know, it, it it comes from that we come from disfun- a dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. And that dysfunction a lot of people say, well, I didn't come from it. well, yes, you did. You came from the family of Adam and Eve. And that's a dysfunctional family. <laughs> you and, got that right? Basically, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it didn't take a lot. It was first generation. you got murder, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you see in this human race is passed on through the human race, through these generations, they're passed on these patterns. The Bible just describes this, but and that's in you know, we we're wounded there, and we learn dysfunctional patterns there, and we're also born into sin ourselves, so you know you, you could have a perfect family, and we would come out dysfunctional because we we bring a fallen nature into it I mean, ask God, he's a perfect parent, his kids went wacko, <laughs> and so you've got this human race that's that's broken and wounded and dysfunctional, right, and so Then what does God do? He says, all right, well, let's, let's, he doesn't say, let's fix that. Let's treat that. Let's rehab that. He doesn't say that at all. He said, no, let's start over.
2: Hmm.
0: So he doesn't rehab us. We are born again into a new family, the family of God. And in this family, we're supposed to be raised up with incorruptible seed that follows his incorruptible ways. And as we grow up, and that's the metaphor that's used throughout the New Testament, as we grow up in this new family, then all these developmental issues we can address and we get resolved. And people can grow up into healthy adults starting the day we're born again. And that's a big part of how we heal these
1: problems. So your program, Churches That Heal, obviously has a very strong scriptural foundation who did you design it for and, and what are some of the elements of the program
0: well it's kind of um, it's kind of a long story that I'll make short of kind of how that that, that came about but a, a little bit of history here um, well l- let me ask that directly first and then I'll tell you a little bit of history we Starting a few years ago, we were getting a lot of inquiries from pastors and churches. Mm
2: -hmm. And the
0: inquiries basically were in in two different channels. One was a lot of inquiries from pastors and from pastors that lead, you know, like associations of other pastors. And they were saying, we have so many pastors that are dropping out of the ministry. You know, there's some sort of train wreck or they're just burned out. And, you know, they, they have their own woundedness and and there's this big, you know, kind of like dropout rate because it's just too difficult and, and their own struggles and pains, you know, can you do something to help the pastors? And then the other thread we were hearing was this mental health crisis in America is, is, is so overwhelming and, and, and churches would say, you know, what can we do as a church? to address the mental health issues in our, own, in our own communities and neighborhoods. And so we started to, to kind of think about that. And and what I wanted to do was I wanted to put together a program that could do all of that. And and what Churches That Heal does, the way I've designed it, is that there, it starts with, you know, there's a section in there for the pastor and the staff. Mm-hmm. to come alongside them and help them heal in these areas of stress and addiction and depression anxiety you know overcoming past wounds you know their the relational struggles the extended family because a pastor and the shepherds they experience what the rest of us experience but they experience it in a particular context because they got everybody else turned into them they're sort of like a uh, uh, you know sort of like the 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 mom of a bunch of preschoolers they're they're like what 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 was it Elisa morgan you, you used yes. to say that uh of mops. the the sippy yeah the what were those little juice boxes where you got a straw in them you know or mm-hmm. pastors like a juice box that has you know 400 straws <laughs> like everybody's coming sucking life out of them all the time and so they they experience this in a particular context so so what we did was we we actually um, there, there's a big church. Um, I, I I don't know if I have permission to say who it was or not, but it, it doesn't matter. But they the the pastor um, flew uh, his staff and their wives um, out to L.A. and I did I did an actual it was a, a a morning retreat with them that we filmed of walking them through the issues. It have to be resolved and that they have to address um, to heal these things and so we did a staff retreat and so the Churches at Heal includes that retreat with the study materials and everything for them for them to go work on and we filmed that and that's all part of the, the program then what we did was um, in Jacksonville um, at Celebration Church, we did a citywide event on so healing. So this is these, Jacksonville, Florida,
1: just up the road from us, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you, you probably know Celebration down there. Yes. Um, we we filmed that, and I did a citywide seminar on addressing all of these issues. You know, depression, anxiety, how they're resolved, addictions, you know, eating disorders, and the relationship struggles. You know, the codependency and enabling and and extended family and all of that. And then the performance side of life, how we reach our dreams and goals and how we're broken and why it doesn't work and how to make it work. And so we filmed that event. It's a half day seminar and that's part of the package. So a church can do a citywide event or a church wide event or put it up on the big screen on a, you know, through a series, it's cut into series blocks. They can do a Wednesday night study, however they want to use it. And then, we went personal and we filmed the personal individual and small group section where over time an individual or a small group can work through these issues and have study materials. And then in addition to that, we filmed, um, a bunch of, and I don't know how many, there must be like, I don't know, 30 or 40 or so, um, small little five to seven minute training videos for for pastors and, and church staff on what do you do when somebody's depressed? What do you do when somebody has, has panic attacks? What do you do when somebody's suicidal? What do you do if somebody's bipolar? You know, on all the little training videos on all this. So if you take all that together, that's what Churches That Heal is. The deal is. And, it, and it gives them a strategy <clears throat> of how to become a place. And our tagline with this is a place where hurting people will run to instead of away from, and a strategy to how, of how to, you know, set up the programs to do this and, and how to work with your local mental health professionals, which, you know, you need to do in, in serious cases and, and come alongside them. So that's, that's what the program is. It's trying to help churches address these issues.
1: And I understand that although it's mainly geared to the body, that even as an individual, you can go online and, and uh, take part.
0: Yeah, there's well, there's uh, the the church program itself has has you know the large group part of it, but it also has the the materials and the links are there for then to break down into small groups
1: mm-hmm. and
0: how small groups can go through it as well as well as individuals. So it's all three.
1: Got you. Okay well uh it sounds like you have given the leaders of the church what they need to sort of get this down to all of their all of the different elements of their church all of the different people groups and uh, individuals so that's great um, and you've dealt with the serious issues as well so you know there's many people in the church who have grown up in the church they look to their pastor for, Say marriage counseling or something like that, but there are also people who are hurting who, you know, have a hard time going to anyone in authority, even the people that they know, uh, to to get help. They don't want to admit they're having trouble. how How does this program help them?
0: Well, a lot of times, um, you're right. You know, some people. If you think about this, it just just makes sense. For one, you've got some that. They've actually had bad experiences you know um, they've gone to someone in authority they've gone to maybe a pastor in the past or they grew up with it or something and they were told um, in many cases you know we hear this all the time we get gazillions of, of letters and emails and you know I tried going to my church and they just told me that you know I needed to pray more or you know there's some some way in which some way in which their attempts to get help in the past have fail. I'm not blaming any any churches or any pastors, but we, we know this happens. I mean yes. it, it's a classic story, Chris, in the book of Job. You know, if you if you if you look at the book of Job and you start to to factor analyze Job's friends' answers to him, you know, what they told him when he was suffering, it looks like a walk through a Christian bookstore. <laughs>
1: Now you're you're speaking to someone who used to work in a Christian bookstore and also is the editor of Christian retailing Magazine. So go ahead, <laughs> proceed carefully. <laughs> well,
0: okay. Now just just hang with me for, for a second. All minute. right, all I'm, right. I'm with you. So, I mean, I I write Christian books. So I'm yes, on your side, you're right. Yeah, right?
2: <laughs> but.
0: But here in fact my 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 seventeen year old is going through um in her in her small group right now um with a teacher and a couple of friends they're going through the book of Job and it's been interesting in this process while I'm doing churches that heal to she's 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 coming to me before each meeting and say hey will you go through these chapters with me and and let's talk about them and it's amazing because here's what Job Job was suffering right and Job was suffering because of no fault of his own, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we know that. In fact, he was picked, he was chosen, because he was doing everything pretty much right. Right, right. That's that's why he got picked on for this experiment. So Job is pouring out all his pain, and his friends come along. And they say, "Well, Job, if you would have more faith, you wouldn't be suffering. If you knew God's precepts better, you wouldn't be suffering." if you would let your righteousness be your guard you wouldn't be suffering if you and they went through all of these formulas and he turned to them and he said oh that your wisdom were silence i wish you would just shut up you are worthless counselors Hmm. and then in the end god says you know they did not speak what was true but job his servant did now that does not negate any of those messages. We know that everything about prayer and faith and reading the word and all those things are, I mean, I write about them in my books. I say, do these things, right? That's Mm -hmm. right. But it's not the whole picture. And I guarantee you if somebody has had multiple rapes, in child abuse, and we see this all the time, and they have PTSD and flashbacks that they can't stop.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They're not going to be able to buy themselves in a spiritual discipline make that go away. Now there are processes that will make that go away, and we see this healing all the time. But but my point is that sometimes, to your question, people have turned to, you know, they have turned to. to somebody spiritual to help them. Um, and they have gotten, you know, it's like, it's like the scripture says, you know, when, when God says, you have provided shallow answers for healing for my people.
2: Hmm. Mm -hmm. And,
0: and, and so they're kind of, they're kind of reticent to go do that again a lot of times. And so what, what I think is so powerful about, about, What we're suggesting here is this can be done with peers and it can be done in a small group where it's not like some authority sitting over them and teaching them it's they are equals and peers and brothers and sisters in a process of coming together as a body and the materials from god's word will lead them through that process and so you get rid of some of the authority dynamic that they're afraid of when you begin to do it as a body. So that's, that's one of the ways I think that, that the, the work among the bodies, the brothers and sisters, as they heal each other, as the New Testament tells us to do, if you get them doing that, then it gets them out of that authority dynamic. And that becomes a lot safer for a lot of people. And the other thing is, you know, other people in the group will be talking about their own woundedness and failures and hurts as well. And so I don't feel judged if I'm with, you know, a, a mutual confessional, right? Right.
2: Because
0: that's the way the New Testament tells us to do it.
1: Hmm. Well, it sounds like you've sort of headed off the potential problems before, you know, before you even get into this program. So that's excellent.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. And it's like I said before, you know, you start to find out what works. And then you go, huh, that, wow, that's, that's really powerful. And then you you're browsing along in the new testament and then you come across a verse and it says where jesus says this don't call anyone on earth your leader your rabbi or your teacher for you are all brothers Hmm. and a lot of times when we put when we put people up which he told us not to do he said the pharisees try to get in these positions above you and i'm not talking about authority of roles certainly we need pastors and elders on it's not what I'm talking about but I'm talking about the the healing dynamic of the body Jesus said in Matthew 23 that that they lay heavy burdens upon men's shoulders and yet don't lift them as so much with so so much as with the finger and sometimes you know in, in fact he went further and he said he said they don't enter in themselves and then and then they don't allow others to enter in to to the kingdom and, and this whole process that, that it, that it you know, delivers for us. And, and when we get in the peer thing where everybody is entering in, the land is level under the cross where we've all been wounded and we're identifying with each other's woundedness like he identified with us. And we don't have a high priest that can't sympathize with our weaknesses, the book of Hebrews says. And where we begin priest, the priestly function of the believer is one of we are incarnationally entering in to the suffering together, then that's where healing begins to happen.
1: Well, I, I love listening to you talk about the church because so many people just don't see its value. Um Today, you know, Sunday morning, everybody's hanging around home a lot of times or going out doing sports or whatever in normal times. Of yeah. course, not right now, but, <laughs> but um, they, they just really don't see the value of assembling as a body, even Christians. So uh, I know it's, I it's know. wonderful to hear and, you speak that way.
0: And you know what? There is no more powerful answer in the world for these problems. You know, the, the, Jesus said that, that the gates of hell will not prevail against my church.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, we got the gates of hell prevailing in neighborhoods and homes and, and communities where there's, you know, all depression and addictions are, are ruling and where there's, you know, broken, really, really hurtful, dysfunctional relationships, but if the body of Christ, you know, as we move into that darkness, with salt and light and healing, the healing balm of who he is and his ways, then we can turn the tide on this.
1: Hmm. Well, looking back on your body of work, the books that you've done, how do you feel about this churches at heal program and the value it has uh, to bring to the body of Christ? And and do you see it also as effective in international settings?
0: Yeah, and it's not it's not because I, you know it's not like uh, gosh I hope this this is helpful. Really, the way this program came about was it's it's based on the same model. As my the original book um, changes that heal, and so a little bit of the history of that. I wrote that many, many, many years ago. In fact, that book is where the the book boundaries came from. Uh, boundaries is 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 one section of the book changes that heal.
2: Okay.
0: And and where changes that heal originated um, was I had built, um, you know. A bunch of different models that I was using um, you know with Christian organizations back then that were trying to address mental health problems in fact if you go to the to the to the acknowledgments section of changes that heal it tells a story and and what what happened was um, campus crusade this is this is way back um, they were having increasing you know the same thing same thing we see today on campuses and all the other ministries that they had throughout the world they were having you know so many people come to them and eating disorders and depression and this that, and the other and they asked me could you put together a simple structure that ministries could use around the world that would help our our you know our uh, staff, but the, our ministers really mm-hmm. help people in in all of these issues. And so, I went to work to try to take everything that I was doing and put it into a simple and their word. You know, their words. You know, a a scalable, replicable model because that that's what they were so great at is taking simple discipleship and scaling it around the world. And that's when I built the model. That changes that heal came from and then they said "Will you publish this in a book so in a workbook so we can use it around the world and so uh, they actually did the initial translation of this model into um about 200 different languages hmm. and it, it's been used around the world not only by them but by lots and lots of ministries for um gosh what is it um for 30 something years now and so so this model has been used you know extensively in a lot of different cultures and a lot of different languages a lot of different places and then what I did um not too long after that was I I um started a with John Townsend we we started a chain of of Christian psychiatric hospital units and treatment centers and this model was the model that was used throughout that 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 system and we had treatment centers in about 40 40 cities in in the western united states for a long time but you know 12 years or so
1: and and, and so what happened was, to those hospitals
0: well that, that's kind of the next part of the story <laughs> okay um so what um and 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 while we had those, you know, we, we we treated gazillions of people. And and while we had those, we had external research done that by universities that was actually presented at the American Psychological Association
2: hmm.
0: that showed that this faith-based model got better results than the successful industry industry standards of treatment at that time. Hmm. And it was a real real apologetic for a faith-based model, you know, resolving, you know, in, in treatment, successfully treating, um, you, you know, these, these psychiatric problems. And so we, you know, we did that for a long time. We were working with a lot of churches, a lot of ministries. And then, um, what happened was managed care began to take over the healthcare industry. Yes. And so when we started, you could have about 30 days you know with the patients might significantly depressed or you know addicted or um, you know eating disorders or panic attacks or you know all of this stuff that 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 we have then you could check them into a hospital we could take 30 days and really do some deep spiritual work well when managed care took over the world pretty quickly that model got adopted by all the insurance industry around the world. And our 30 day stays went down to like three to five days. Hmm. And you just couldn't do what the spiritual side of this in three days, you know, you can medicate somebody, stabilize them and get them out. And so the, the mission that we were doing in healthcare and through hospitals that, that it, it'd be like owning in bookstores right now,
2: right? Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: <really. gasps> you know, everything went online and and, and and you know this you you and I'm an author and you, you you've run publishing entities that that now we got to find out new ways to do this right because people are buying their books online they're not coming in and shopping and staying 30 days like they used to you know if you follow the metaphor and so what what I had to do is was, was figure out okay I know God's ways heal I thought I was going to build a big healthcare you know entity and we did and continue to do this for the rest of my life but then that model went away and we couldn't do it we couldn't do it in hospitals and treatment centers but I had by in those 10 years I had discovered the healing power of groups and what they could do when they got together and work through the these materials and so you know we said at that point we said well Let's let's go take this to the church. The church should be the hospital.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so this was back in um, yeah, probably the late 90s, around that time. What we did was um, we decided to – we did this thing on Monday nights at a local church, Mariner's Church in Newport Beach, mm-hmm. um, called Monday Night Solutions. And we would teach – every Monday night we would teach for an hour on one of these topics the same topics and materials uh, that the book has we would teach and then the people would break apart into small groups for the second part of that and go through the questions and the
2: assignments
0: and so we had been doing that for a number of years at that point and we would have 500 to 1000 people every Monday night would come and then we we Decided, let's take this to the ho- to as many churches as we can. And so we hooked up with a satellite um, TV uh, company, and had we had satellite dishes on five thousand churches, and we would do the same ministry through five thousand churches around the country, and they would take people through these small groups, and that healing ministry was happening you know, in thousands of churches around the country. we did that for a long time. And then streaming came and everything changed and satellite went away. And and so it, this is not a new idea, but it's time has come to make it, you know, more widespread. And now with technology like it is, every church has the ability to do this on anybody's phone. Mm-hmm.
2: And so, That's
0: true. So it, it just felt like it's time to go do this, you know, in a bigger way. And now, with even you know twenty more years' experience, um, to hopefully make it better, <laughs> learn something. <laughs>
1: well, it sounds like you have learned a few things along the way, <laughs> and you've kind of rolled with the punches as uh, as times have changed.
0: Well, well, you know, you, you can speak to this because you um, one of the saddest things to me, when I first became a Christian is so much of my spiritual formation came from this wonderful man who owned a little Christian bookstore.
2: Hmm.
0: And I could walk into that bookstore with my question or my dilemma. And he'd say, here, try this. And he'd walk over to one of the shelves and he'd pull out this book. And I would go read that book. And that would resolve that question. It would answer that question. And then I'd come back, you know, a week later. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I am so, a Christian bookstore's we such a powerful, powerful arm of what God did for so long, and I'm just so sad that that you know we don't have that local shepherd in the bookstore as much as we used to because all the online stuff but we've got to adapt right i mean mm-hmm. do you do you see that
1: oh yes, definitely, uh, they were kind of the 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 third place as they talk about in the community and extension of the church and uh thankfully mm-hmm. there there are still hundreds of them out there, and uh we there want to are, yeah. we want to support them as much as we can because they are still part of our uh an extension of our church so that's that's a wonderful thing and, to, and to nothing, see that minister
0: yeah there there's nothing like having a real person in a Christian bookstore mm. who can listen to what you're dealing with, and they actually know the book or two to hand you. You know, yes. you're not guessing. They actually know from talking to so many people and and it's it I just wish we had them on every corner still.
1: <laughs> there you go. I agree. Well, we want to close with your website, which is churchesthatheal.com/charisma. And we want people to go there to learn more about this wonderful program that you have now, churchesthatheal.com slash charisma. And also you're going to and be, uh, it, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Well, not, the thing I was going to add to that is one of the things we found, you know, we just you know, launched it this week and, you know, pastors and churches are getting it, but individuals are also getting it to gift to their pastor as a way of saying, Thank you for making this a church that heals. I'm supporting you, and I'm going to give this to the church. And we, we've seen people do that as individuals and also for themselves. So They'll start a small group and use it.
1: Mm-hmm. Love that. Well, people may also want to learn more about you and churches that heal, and they can do that through the Charisma Digital Issue. And it's going to be the May issue where Dr. Cloud and this program will be featured. So you can access those digital issues at charismamag.com. Dr. Cloud, as we close, would you like to pray for our listeners?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Father, we bow before you and we start in the way that you told us to start. Our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. We lift up your name and we're reminded that you are our father. You care about us and you sustain us. You hold us up. You shepherd us. And God, you are in heaven and you're above all of this. Then you can see everything in our lives and the crises and and everything from the effects of the pandemic to individuals. And you sit above it and and we bow before you and you are holy. You are hallowed. And we We recognize that and we start there. And God specifically this topic I pray that you would begin to move right now and everyone who's listening because everyone who's listening God uh, God please there's one or two or all three of these things are true. Either they're hurting themselves or they know somebody is or they're a member of a church that is full of people that That need help and i pray that you anoint them i pray that you touch the ones that are hurting today i pray that you anoint the ones that are close to somebody that's hurting to help be a bridge to help get them to some kind of answer and some kind of help put the words in the mouth that they need and i pray for the churches that are represented by people who are listening that you would would come over them and anoint them and give them the resources and the wisdom and the abilities to begin to be places that people run to. God, make these churches even more powerful in the work they're already doing. God, let us all join together and show us how to do it, to be healing agents of your love at this time. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. I just know that this program, Churches That Heal, is going to be a lifeline to many churches and the individuals in them. So thank you very much for your work on this, Dr. Cloud, and for being with us today to share about it.
0: Well, thank you, Chris. It's been good to be with you, and God bless you for all you're doing.
1: Thank you. I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us here on Charisma Connection. And if you'd like to find out about all of the other shows that are on our growing network, Charisma Podcast Network, go to cpnshows.com and while you're there, check out the Charisma Media Audio app where you can get a 10-day free trial and hear Charisma Magazine read to you like an audiobook. So it's another way that you can Uh, get the great content that's in Charisma Magazine. So you can either go to cpnshows.com or charismamediaaudio.com and sign up to listen in the spirit today.
0: This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast, and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.